Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast, but if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time, your finances, and your personal relationships, to help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on, and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of. Because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We are digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know the drill. If you're new here, just a heads up. You might hear some language in some of these episodes, and if you have small kids around and that bothers you, now's the time. Grab your headphones. Also, I want to start out by reminding you of my brand new 30-day purpose journal. It's a 30-day journal that will help you reconnect with yourself, realign with your purpose, and reignite your dreams. You can find a link in the show notes to purchase the journal through Amazon or head to my Instagram bio and there's a link there as well. And you can also get a free copy of the printable version of the journal. So make sure you stick around through the end of the podcast and I can tell you how to get that. And if you're listening here for the first time and you haven't heard me talk about the journal yet, there is so much value packed into this journal. The beginning of the journal starts out with several pages that explain every single section of the journal and how to use it. So if you've never journaled like this before, you don't have to try and figure it out and wonder if you're doing it right. It's not complicated, I just wanted to make sure that you felt totally confident when you went through it. And on top of that, I recorded two entire podcast episodes that walk you through every step of how to use the journal. And honestly, if you listen to those two episodes, you literally have enough to be able to follow the entire format of this journaling practice totally on your own without even having to purchase the journal because It is so important to me to provide you with the tools and the resources to set you up for success. And I want to give you as much as I possibly can with no strings attached. So if you want to go back and listen to episodes 14 and 15, you'll find basically my entire journal in audio form in those podcast episodes. And I'll link them in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to them. The journal has goal-setting exercises, a goal tracker, a habit tracker, and very intentional 
morning and evening journaling prompts. And it's designed in a way that will make this particular journaling practice very easy to incorporate into whatever morning and evening routines that you've established. Or if you haven't created a morning or evening routine, this is a great way to start in a way that shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes in the morning and 10 or 15 minutes in the evening. But the return that you get on those 10 or 15 minutes is worth so much more than the short time that you actually spend on it. And speaking of mornings, let's talk about mornings. What type of person are you? Are you a morning person or a night owl? Or what's that TikTok of frequently fatigued flamingo? Maybe you don't even know what you are. Maybe you're so overly exhausted and overextended that you're just chronically tired all the time. I'll come back to that in a minute after I throw a little shade at daylight savings time. So here in my part of the country, and probably in your part of the country too, unless you are one of the lucky few who live in Hawaii or Arizona, which I know a couple of you listening actually are. Shout out to my Arizona homies. I am planning to move in with one of you next winter. So maybe go ahead and start getting the guest room ready because I cannot do another Nebraska winter. Anyway, for those of us not in Arizona or Hawaii, we have daylight savings time. It might be the stupidest thing ever created. After pink and blue toilet paper, maybe. I probably just hardcore dated myself there. I might have to delete that in editing. We'll see. Anyway, I just lost track of all the tangents I just went on. It is going to take me forever to edit this episode. Or maybe I'll just leave it all in. The squirrel living in my brain needs to get outside for some fresh air, but it's still winter and it's cold and it's windy. And the other day it was snowing and then raining and then snowing again. And I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh yeah, daylight savings time. Reeling it back in. So as you know, twice a year, we change the clocks an hour forward or an hour backward to adjust to the varying hours of available sunlight in the summer months versus the winter months. And this past weekend, we adjusted our clocks forward and lost an hour. And I hate it. And it doesn't matter if we get an extra hour or we lose an hour, I hate it equally because it messes with my sleep. Over the past several years, I have gotten very intentional with my sleep schedule. Most nights, I get between eight and eight and a half hours of sleep. And while it's impossible on some nights to follow the exact same schedule just because my kids have sports and other things going on, and sometimes I'm out later than I prefer to be, I do try my best to go to sleep at almost the same time every night and wake up at almost the same time every morning. It doesn't matter if it's a weeknight or a weekend. I follow the same basic schedule 
It's a tiny bit shifted, but it's basically very close to the same. I'll explain in a little bit how I shift it for the weekends, but I've made it a priority to, on most nights, to keep my sleep schedule as consistent as possible. And I have very intentional routines and rituals that I follow as often as I'm able to, both in the evenings before I go to bed and in the mornings when I wake up. It took me a while to really figure out which routines and rituals I liked and then tweaking them to work best for me. But once I did, it really changed how I prioritized my sleep and allowed me to start actually getting good sleep. Now, for as long as I've been listening to podcasts, specifically to personal development podcasts and podcasts for entrepreneurs, I have become very familiar with what a lot of people call the 5 a.m. club. Also, I guess there's an actual book titled The 5 a.m. Club, but I haven't read it. But The 5 a.m. Club is a well-known concept of, simply put, waking up at 5 a.m. every morning. The idea is, if you would have normally gotten up at, say, 6 a.m., waking up at 5 a.m. gives you an entire extra hour in the morning to spend doing something intentional. But then... As that became more commonplace and it seemed like everyone was a member of the 5 a.m. club, then people started pushing it to 4 a.m. And I'm not even kidding you right now. There were even people who started waking up at 3.30 in the morning. And the issue I have with this is like it's one thing to want to get an edge to have this habit or this routine that helps you jumpstart your day where you're doing something that few other people are intentionally doing to start moving ahead in whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever goals you're trying to hit or whatever milestones you're trying to reach or whatever. But then you start seeing people doing the same thing and you want to get more of an edge. So you push it a little further and then a little further and then you push it so freaking far that you're waking up in the middle of the damn night. And at this point, It's only a matter of time before your physical health actually starts to take a hit or you just flat out burn yourself out. And I am not okay with this. And guys, I am not a member of the 5 a.m. club. I do not like to wake up before the sun. Now, once the sun is up, I am all about mornings. I am a morning person through and through. Once the sun is up, the sun doesn't come up at 5 a.m., And you guys, I have tried. I have put myself to bed at 8.30 at night and set my alarm for 5 a.m. And it does not matter. My brain does not want to get out of bed at 5 a.m. And when I forced myself to do this, and listen, I didn't just go from going to bed at 10.30 and waking up at 7 to trying to go to bed at 8.30 and waking up at 5. I adjusted slowly, like 15 minutes or a half an hour at a time. And I forced myself to do it for a long time. But I noticed I just wasn't feeling good. I didn't have the energy in my days that I knew I could have. And I didn't have the focus first thing in the morning that I really wanted to have and that I knew I could have. So I shifted back. And as best as I can, I try to sleep and wake up with the sun. 
I set bedtime alarms in case I lose track of time or get distracted. And I set morning alarms too, but I rarely actually need them. I'm usually winding down and feeling like I'm ready for bed at about the same time every evening. And I usually wake up shortly before my alarm goes off in the morning. Now, it's not always possible to wake up with the sun because right now, for example, the sun is coming up around 7.30 in the morning. And during the week, I need to be out of the house by 6.45. So obviously, I have to get up before the sun. So I do as much as I can in the evenings before I go to bed. I shower, I pick out whatever I'm going to wear and pull it to the front of my closet. I pull all my morning getting ready stuff out of the drawers and I put it on my bathroom counter. I get my coffee ready. Okay, so side note, I'm a little bit of a princess when it comes to coffee. So when I say I get my coffee ready, I don't actually make my coffee the night before because that grosses me out. What I'm doing is I'm putting the coffee grinder on the counter, making sure my coffee cup is clean with a straw. I drink my coffee iced through a straw. I said I was a princess. I make sure there's plenty of ice. And then in the morning, my coffee actually takes me more time than anything else in the morning because I grind my coffee beans fresh and actually I double grind them and then I make my four shots of espresso. I add a pump of vanilla and then a little bit of whole milk and ice. On the weekends, I still set an alarm. I set a bedtime alarm and I set a morning alarm. But again, I rarely actually need them. My mornings on the weekends start with the sunrise. I used to have blackout curtains in my room, but one time I stayed in an Airbnb that had light filtering curtains in the bedroom where I was sleeping, and my windows happened to be facing east, and I woke up every single morning feeling so refreshed. I loved waking up to the sunlight coming in the windows. It was so energizing. I never felt tired. I never felt like I didn't get enough sleep. Even if I stayed up a little later the night before because I was on vacation, even if I didn't get a full eight hours of sleep, I still woke up with the sun and I didn't feel the least bit tired. So when I got home from that vacation, I actually got rid of the blackout curtains in my room and bought some light filtering curtains so the sunlight could come in in the mornings. So on the weekends, most weekends, unless someone has an early basketball game or something, I wake up with the sun. And I get up, make my bed, make my coffee, and sit down to do my journaling. Then I go over my planner, my schedule for the day and the week and the month ahead to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Most of the time, I work at least a little bit on the weekends too, so I have my list of things I need to get through that weekend. And if the weather is nice, which it hasn't been at all, and I'm losing my mind a little bit at this point, but if the weather is nice, I will get in a three to five mile walk outside. And sometimes I'll do some writing. And that's my ideal morning routine. And it's several hours of my day, but it's valuable. It's so valuable to me. But I don't do it at 5 a.m. I do it when the sun comes up. 
and then later in the day, I'll record a podcast episode or two. But on the days that I have to leave the house by 6.45, I still don't want to wake up at 5 a.m., and I'm sure as shit not going on a five-mile walk before the sun comes up. So I do as much as I can the night before, and I limit my morning routine so I can at least stay in bed until 6, which gives me a total of 45 minutes to get ready, get through my morning routine, and get out the door. So I have a very limited amount of time on those mornings, and my morning routine is short. I still make my bed every morning, and I make my coffee, and I sit down and do 10 minutes of journaling, and that's it for the morning routine during the week, for now. And it's okay if you have time constraints too. You don't have to force yourself to wake up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. Or for the love of God, do not make yourself wake up at 3.30 a.m. What I would say, though, is if you can, give the 5 a.m. thing a shot. Some people really do well waking up at 5 a.m. and getting a start on their day before the sun comes up. Give it a real shot. Adjust slowly, maybe 15 minutes or even half an hour at a time, and then give it a good shot for a solid few months and see how you feel. But if you give it a real shot and you don't feel good doing it, then don't do it. Find another way. Wake up when it's best for you. And move somewhere where they don't have daylight savings time because that shit is ridiculous. But if you have kids to take to school or you have to be at a job, you don't always have control over the time that you need to get out of bed. Regardless, there are things you can do to maximize your mornings and it starts with your evenings. Make sure you go to bed at a time that's going to allow you to get adequate sleep. And that means you need to figure out how much sleep you need. But somewhere between seven and nine hours is typical for women. But if you are chronically exhausted, meaning you've chronically made it a habit of not getting enough sleep, it's going to take you a while to figure out how much sleep you actually need. And have a morning routine. Have a morning routine for the mornings when you have several hours to spend on it and have a morning routine for the mornings when all you might have is 10 minutes to journal. Because a morning routine, even just having 10 minutes to journal, is going to set the tone for your entire day. It's going to give your day purpose and direction. It's going to help you feel and actually be more productive. It's going to help you recognize and feel gratitude. It's going to set you up to actually reach your goals. And if you follow the morning routine or the morning journaling practice in my 30-day purpose journal, you'll be able to get through it in just 10 minutes. But those 10 minutes are going to be very intentional and very focused. And you're going to find that there's a lot of power in those 10 minutes. And there's a couple ways to get the journal. Number one, you can buy it on Amazon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can find a link in my Instagram bio. The other way you can get a copy of the journal is I'm offering a free printable version of the journal, totally and completely free to you, if you leave a podcast review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. All you have to do is write a written review wherever you're listening to this podcast, 
screenshot your review, send it to my DMs with your email address so I know where to send it, and I'll send you a free copy of the printable version of the journal. But this free printable version of the journal is only available through the month of March. So if you want this version of the journal, make sure you don't wait. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I will also link the two podcast episodes where I basically give you the entire audio version of the journal if you prefer to just write it out in a notebook. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.